0: Welcome back to another episode of Chai Noon and this will be definitely an interesting podcast but first plug in social media because I have not done that in like the last 50 episodes so Chai Noon Show on Facebook, Twitter, chai.moon.show on Instagram and email us on gmail.com. please give us feedback we know we've had some interesting guests on to say the least recently but uh, <laughs> hopefully, uh, you guys could have some comments on well, who should I have in the future. But as usual, hopefully everybody's doing well as well as they can be. But uh, got on two guests this time. Wow, what an honor! Mind yourself, guys.
1: So my name's Devon. I guess a little bit of background. I'm from Philadelphia, uh, just outside of Philadelphia. Born and raised in Pennsylvania. Went to school here, so went to Temple University for undergrad. Studied. Management information systems, and now just working living the living the dream.
2: And I guess I'll go now. I am Herschel, and exactly what Thurpen said, but I went to a different school, uh, Drexel, which is down the street around the corner from his college. <laughs> and um, I ended up doing computer science and and then I worked for the local government to start off my career. And then now I work for, well, Almost say the name, but I work in tech and I do voice remote controller stuff. So yeah,
0: cool. So that's that's all the formality gone out the window. Now yeah. we're just gonna talk a random shit. Uh, so um, how'd you guys meet? I'm sure it's a magical story.
1: Yeah, it's it's like a fairy tale. No, <laughs> um, we we actually grew up in the same town, so we've known each other since probably like what seventh eighth grade maybe.
2: Yeah. Like yeah. we were in middle school when we met, and then ever since then we've been friends all throughout middle school, high school, and then we sort of went our own ways when we went to college, and then we sort of like reconvened a bit, like halfway through, halfway into college, maybe right? I'd say. Yeah. Once you started so to we realize we that. Met each other since we're kids. Yeah.
0: So good story. I mean, half the guests on me are, are Iconics friends anyways, so he's known them for 10 years or 15 years, and I have no Indian friends anyway, so I can't bring them on, so <laughs> whatever. Half the guests. Half the guests. Maybe like two, three quarters. Two. percent. 90 percent. 100 percent. It makes for good conversation, I guess, right? I guess so. I think they get a little bit shocked by me because I have no idea what the fuck is happening. <laughs> So you guys are on lockdown too? How are you enjoying lockdown? You know, us being computer nerds, like we can survive it. Okay. Hanuk being like an extra guy in general is uh, suffering. What about you
1: guys? How are you doing with it? I love it. Honestly, I, I think about this every day that I'd rather just work remote if I could. Not having to go into the office, save money on gas, save money on commuting.
0: Of course, that's like the typical this year spot, save money. <laughs> Well, save that's time. like my own actually
1: let's, let's go with save time. That is a good point. That was a very daisy response. Let's go with saving time as well, right? But no, nah, I like it. I mean, working remote's much better than being in the office, to be honest.
2: I absolutely hate it. I'm on the opposite spectrum of that <laughs> I just need my own space. Like me going there, having my own setup is just perfect. I don't like to get my like I feel like I just wake up and I'm here all day. And it does not sit well with me, like especially productivity wise. Like I'm just like, I don't know. It doesn't feel right. I'd rather go outside of the house. So I'm a bit different that way, but yeah.
1: Yeah, I try to move yeah. around the house. Like we have sunroom and stuff in the back. So I'll just like sit there, I'll sit in my room, and just try right. to change it up every so often. But well, then you Sun. have people barging in, in the middle yeah. of uh, middle of the meeting, like, Hey, <laughs> what do you want? You want some fruits and grandma or mom or
2: something? Comfortable. That's the problem. And then when it comes time to do, like, serious work, that that's when, like, I would be at my peak efficiency if I was just there. Because then I'm just, everyone's doing the same thing, and we're all together. But being at home, sometimes it's fun, but I feel like I would be better off if I just went there. Yeah.
0: That's my major buzzword, efficiency. I'm all about the stats. And uh, <laughs> I can say for sure my efficiency level or productivity level has gone down maybe, like, 98 Point five percent give or take 1.5% even just like not going to the gym is just totally rough but everything else is like mediocre so I'm just running a lot in general it's kind of annoying so but um
3: I just stare at the window wishing to go outside half the time you just started a new job like this past <laughs> week so how's that going then? it's fun it's been weird to be onboarded remotely and I've had a couple of like WhatsApp calls and Skype calls with people being onboarded with me at the same time. That's really nice. You yeah, guys it use be... WhatsApp at work? In the developed side of the world, you use WhatsApp wherever you can. In the developed <laughs> side of the world.
1: We just, we just don't trust
3: Facebook to use WhatsApp yeah. in our workforce. It's quite simple. The government already reads all your messages. So just get on with it. And plus, it's easy. Everyone uses it, and I can't be asked to download another app. not everyone texts, but like you, got, it's harder to do a group text message with thirteen people
0: compared God. to a WhatsApp chat. Man, group texts with thirteen people—I don't even know if I like know thirteen people that I want to talk to regularly <laughs> in general. Yeah, so you know, we guys, we were chatting a little bit before this. Uh, you guys just went vegetarian. I'm still a meat eater. Like, why the fuck did you guys go vegetarian? I mean, we're just throwing out random shit at the wall at this point. Well, I was going to
3: say, you, you clearly want to talk about food, Karen.
0: I do want to talk about food. So I will say that being in this lockdown, I have lost a lot of my inspiration for cooking, which is annoying. Like, I don't know. It's its its definitely affecting mentally because a lot of the things I get inspiration from for cooking is like going outside, going on dates and like, a, you know... Because you don't feel like such a fat fuck when you're ordering like three appetizers and then like a couple entrees. But if you're on a date, you can order like four appetizers and you can share the entrees between a couple of people and not feel like a fat fuck because it's between two people. So that's when you get a lot of the inspiration for different meal ideas. But, you know, if I just get takeout, it's $45 an order or something. And it's like, you know, I'm getting this entree, this appetizer, and then I just eat it all. And I feel really bad about myself and I don't feel like cooking anymore. So that's how it's affecting me. So,
3: but well, I can't believe you spent $45 on a takeaway but
0: fucking problem man what about you guys are you guys still with the parents at home I
2: am um, Well so you mentioned earlier why Thurban and I both used to I mean I used to eat it and then I stopped uh, maybe like a couple years ago I don't remember exactly but I was just like let me experiment and see how maybe I don't need to eat meat And then I would eat it for six months. Yeah, I was like, yeah, let me just see. Like, you know, maybe I don't need to eat it. And then I, I like to watch a lot of documentaries, not specifically like anything to veganism or or just like going vegetarian. But I was just the con, the like the reoccurring theme at everything I researched was how all these mass-produced meat was just basically like genetically modified, just voided up meat that was essentially made to be efficient during the manufacturing process so in the end it's like you're eating meat that costs subsidized and it's not as expensive but like Mm -hmm. is it really like is it really healthy for me so i was like let me just cut it out for six months and then eat eat it again and then cut it out for six months maybe i did like three cycles of it and then i saw that it really had no impact on my body like i would consistently work out too and i ran that experiment for about a year and a half and then i was like you know what i'm out it's fine i don't really need it so I don't really have to go down that path. And ever since then, I have not had anything. That's my story of it uh, yeah. on my side.
0: But did you grow up creating it? Like, do your parents make it?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so Not the usual you
2: story you probably hear, huh? Not the usual story. You do people like, yeah, I watched a documentary. And I was like, I want to save the animals. I'm like, yeah, but you should probably experiment first. see See how everything works out. And then call your own shots.
0: People are very biased towards your diets. Like even Hanukkah on his stupid no carb diet, is, uh,
3: he's quite biased towards it. It's only day fifty-eight. Fine.
1: Yeah, you've lost. That's weight. impressive. Fifty-eight days of no carbs. No
3: carbs. No sugars. No right, alcohol. That's
1: pretty impressive.
3: No, no alcohol too. <laughs> yeah, I to say. So, Durpin, so you also recently gave up meat. So is it same like? I did. Same like story. It's Herschel. Like you saw him doing. Yeah. like, the-
1: yeah, you know how you're inspired by, not inspired, you know how when you surround yourself with people that are doing the same thing, somehow your brain just tells you to do it too. Anyways, yeah, that's kind of what it was. I ended up giving it up just to, just for an experiment also because I was eating Chick-fil-A like twice a week um, when I didn't live at home. I was in North Carolina for like a year, so I was eating wait, wait, Chick-fil-A wait. Twice, literally twice a week. And so I was like, let me try to give it up and see see what happens and then managed to go six months without eating chicken. So it was kind of impressive.
2: Do they have yeah. Chick-fil-A where they are? In UK? I
0: think yeah, they do, right?
3: I don't know. Like I don't you guys know, know. I'm pretty
0: sure they do. I've watched Maybe. them UK comparative eaters. Okay, and I think okay. they be okay. eaten Chick-fil-A. Oh.
3: Okay. I've heard of Chick-fil-A, but Charles, i have never stepped inside a KFC, let alone a Chick-fil-A. I have no clue. God. I don't Chick-fil-A care. is a family
1: I wonder how life is without experiencing <laughs> Chick-fil-A. <laughs> it's
3: fine. It's perfectly fine. Oh god. It's still alive. Are you... have
1: Buffalo Wild Wings
3: over there, or no? I don't know. I don't look at those sections on the menu. Like, All right, you know, if it doesn't have a V. I don't give a shit. <laughs> <I
1: just suck. laughs> no, Buffalo suck. Wild Wings is a franchise, but yeah. <laughs> so,
2: you see, so, yeah, okay. It's that like Nando's, but like for sports and like, yeah.
0: Well, I mean, the good thing about Buffalo Wild Wings, since you're a big, you guys are probably big spicy food fans too, but they have. Some of the hottest wings you can get, like what is it, buffalo wild sauce wings or whatever, and of course I can't handle. I can Lamanaro. never. I, can never I can't handle. Not spicy. a spicy food pricing? To an extent, like I always am surprised with how much more I can handle, but it's like I, I like feeling sensations when I eat that are not agony in general. Because <laughs> I usually like to enjoy my food, to be fair.
1: Yeah, my mom tends to put. Spiciness and everything. So, my spice level, spice tolerance level is like significantly higher than everyone else's. So, when friends come over, they're just like sweating, going through napkins, <laughs> eating stuff.
0: Were you guys already at home before the
1: lockdown? Or were you? Yeah, I was already at home. I actually just moved home a couple months ago okay. from North Carolina. So,
0: so it's that like being back at home, not it, interacting with other people in general outside of your meetings.
1: kind, meeting of, yeah, kind <laughs> of sucks.
0: Although, because we can get a unique perspective on this since we're old, but Anik is with his sister and I'm on my own. But yeah. you guys, you know, are a little bit, you guys have more space here in a house, but you're with your parents. So it's like, yeah.
1: I mean, it passes time because I know like my grandparents are also live with us. So there's always like something that they want you to do or there's like something that they want you to join them in doing. So for example, like we'll try to play cards every night to pass some time. And then I know like they're watching movies literally my dad works like he has a, a business uh, so right now he's not getting anything so he's just chilling at home watching movies so <laughs> living his life
3: so Hersha, how's living at home for you guys
2: good it has his hiccups but <laughs> i don't mind it it's convenient for me too because like i don't i mean i just have to hop on a train to go to work which is different i will feel a little bit like Maybe I would consider it if I had to drive out like a bit further, but it's kind of fun, convenient, and there's always somebody in the house. Yeah. Like I, I don't really mind it, at least for the time being. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How is
1: it living by yourself right now? All yeah. this? Uh,
0: like, you know, I'm I'm kind of a massive introvert, but it is fucking lonely. <laughs> I will just say that straight up. I don't know. It's like you know, I've always lived by myself. I, I mean, I, I sort of sympathize more with Harshil as saying, like, I don't mind working from home, but just having the routine, like going to the gym. Like when I wake up, I just associate before this thing, I associate home with like relaxation and happiness and goodness. And I associate work with like hell and devil worship and <laughs> various other synonyms. And for both of them are coming together. Yeah, it's just like, (laughs) so it's like, you know, I do work for two hours, and then I sit two hours on the couch, and then I I do some meetings, like, literally yesterday, I did some meetings, I code for a bit, and then I texted Hanuk, like, like, ah, fuck this shit, basically, and I just sat on the couch, and was a lazy fuck, so it's like, and uh, even with my family, you know, my parents were just talking about, all right, well, maybe I'll bring my sister out, because she's in a hot spot, but, like. They're reconsidering it because, like, my sister likes to fight, <laughs> so it's like, oh, maybe we'll just leave her there. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's a little bit awkward, but you know, I think Holly is a bit of a different experience, right?
3: Yeah, I'm with my sister. You know, we get on to a degree of needing to get on with at this time because when you're stuck with just one other person, if you spend too much time, you're automatically going to fight, especially as siblings, no matter what. Like, a fight will happen. And so it's just about trying to keep that distance, social distancing, and keep that space. So we go out for our own separate walks and everything. But, you know, we try and eat dinner around together at the same time and chat. But, yeah. Yeah, I was
1: just listening to a podcast on how divorce rates in China have gone up because of the coronavirus and marriage rates, apparently, which is insane. But that's what they were saying, you know, that people getting for extended periods of time sticking or being together in the same house is just driving people crazy.
3: Right. So natural.
0: I actually read another article that said, you know, I think it'll probably be more what you just said, that divorce rates are going to go up and things like that. But I think, you know, there's been a lot of positives where people are feeling more connected. You know, the last time there was such a major crisis was the great depression uh, in terms of the economic, like people were still going to work in the war and stuff like that. So you know, during the Great Depression, people were staying together more. People had closer bonds and all this shit. But I think now, since we just can talk to whoever we want, whenever we want uh, online, I wonder if it's, we're going to see the same things as the Depression or if we're just going to see, like, all right, everybody just hates each other at the end of it. I'm, I'm leaning towards the latter.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Such a positive outlook on life, Karen. You know me.
0: <laughs> I, I was literally talking to my mom yesterday. I think I was getting her depressed a little bit. <laughs> so... It's like, just wait two more years, Sonic, and wait like a decade more for you guys, and uh, you'll, get, you'll become jaded like me. Or right, you'll just be better people in general.
3: <laughs> you know, when we were chatting before, like doing the recording and everything, one of the things you guys wanted to talk about was making decisions in life. And that experience, I guess, of making decisions from a desi's point of view growing up in the States. So I've always, I constantly experience like problems in life, and how he, <laughs> and, and, and how he has to make decisions constantly. But yeah, how did you guys find that? So, like when you're going to uni or picking a job and all that, like how is your decision process like formed? I'll let you start, Herschel. Go for it.
2: For me, it was it was I guess it was a combination. It, I didn't really feel any pressure. I sort of just went through middle school and high school I wasn't the best of student like I was like average whatever I'm just part of the crowd but when it came to me, like pick something I remember I was like I don't know what I want to do I was like um, maybe maybe I want to become a doctor or I don't maybe a pharmacist so what I ended up doing was because I just wasn't sure and I didn't have any prior experience I'm, I didn't even travel much right before like making these calls so, what I ended up doing was I ended up applying to different schools, and I took different approach to everything. So I'd apply to one school for pre med. I would apply to one school for pharmacy, and I would just do it randomly at random places. And then depending on that, I'd be like I'll pick where I get in. It's like basically like picking a uh, picking which team you're gonna play for. Once you like know who wants you, it's like all right, okay. Well, these people said yes for this people said yes for this. Like, what do I want to do at this point? So then I kind of had all my options open. Besides, I think it was pre-med and bio. Those people were like, nah, I don't think you do that smart yet. But you know what? Let us review your transcript of this high school first when you finish it. And then we'll see if you if we like you or not. I was like, ah, okay, fine. I guess that option is to be determined. And then eventually they ended up saying yes, but I didn't end up going there. But um, I ended up picking computer engineering and I went to school in Philly. And even after that, after I started going, I think it was before I even went, I was like, okay, computer engineering is great, but I don't I don't wanna get stuck in that hardware, like that field. So I just instantly switched to computer science and because that opened up my options because even at that point, I felt like I would be narrowed in. And I, I didn't like the idea of feeling narrowed in when I was so young, cause I didn't know what I wanted to do, but at least this way, my options are open. As so still like, I could do different things with just this one, one degree or even not do it all Like just do something else. So I ended up picking computer science because the option was open and, and I figured, Hey, the prospects look pretty good. So let me just try this out. But I had no pressure to like, no one really told me hey, I should be doing this but everybody else was, you know, like our peers, Doug and I went to the same uh, school, so he was just a year younger, but even he could probably, like, feel a sense that everyone would be becoming a doctor. Like, every everyone was trying to become, uh, apply to, like, a good school, go to pharmacy, or, or do apply for pre-med, or, or I don't know, like, it was, trying to become yeah, it a was like surgeon cliche, or something. Yeah,
1: yeah, it was like the cliche, you know, see majors that everyone was going for, right? Yeah, and, and we had, like, engineer. a thousand
2: kids in a class. Like, yeah. our school was huge. So we had thousand kids in like ninth grade, tenth grade, eleventh grade, and twelfth grade. Ninth grade, um, that's middle schools, but
1: yeah. So tenth, eleventh, twelfth, yeah, yeah. Each had a thousand kids. So we had a high school of maybe three thousand plus people, which yeah. was insane. Um, yeah. So it was, and then like you had your select group of Indians and you know Asians. Everyone's sticking in their own groups, but you you won't always notice like these. The Indians and the South Asians—they're all like cutthroat, just trying to become a doctor, trying to become an engineer, whatever. Asians it is.
2: too. I felt that like we were all like it was the same crew of people who were just doing well, or seemed like they had to figure it figured out. That like because they were a little bit smarter, or or not, but like you know whatever it was, the aura was, hey, we know what we want to do. And looking back, it's like, really, did you like? yeah
1: you look back at some of the people who had like everything figured out you know they yeah, were in the honors yeah. classes and everything and now you look at them and you're like yeah so what happened you know like you you had everything figured out now now what happened but yeah okay, and I like i'm with you.
2: her so much. do you even really know what you want to do like you're 17 years old 18 years old, like like really are you should you even like narrow in on like okay yeah you know what Medicine, it is, guys. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dedicate my life from 18 to 22. And even at 22, you don't know shit. Like, you're just getting out of college. I felt like I didn't. Sometimes I feel like I still told to this day, I'm like, yeah, I don't know all that much. Like, it's just the ongoing game.
3: <laughs> hey, Karen, you've been like smiling throughout that whole little bit. <laughs> yeah. I'm just a
0: happy person. You know me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, in- it's like nobody really knows what, what's going on. So it's it. life is just different for people in general. But like I've said, that my class was quite small. And I didn't have many other Asian people around me. I just had the parents. So they were a big pressure. But, you know, at this point, like, it's all right. <laughs> life is still, it's still fine. Like, I still, even being older than you guys, I still feel like I have some options open. So it's like, you know, it's never too late. In general for life but I, I like having options open in general
2: yeah how did, yeah how did you feel like when when you were in high school just like applying to colleges
0: I mean I think I probably had a bit more of a standard experience I was told to apply to the best schools and oh, <laughs> things like that Ivy leagues, you know the- schools just in the Ivy Leagues and I didn't really know like what the difference is between you know freaking Swarthmore and Bowdoin like stuff like that it's like these are both liberal small liberal colleges that probably do the same thing or you know Tufts and Emory one's just in Massachusetts and one's in Georgia like I didn't really know what the difference was so like you know I sort of had an idea of uh colleges that I wanted to go to but I didn't know what I wanted and even then when I first got to college I thought it'd be chemistry and then I was like oh this is not something that I really wanted. Maybe i do environmental science. And then I was like, oh, then my job prospects look a lot less good because you had to go to master's. And at this time, I was getting burnt out. So I was just computer science. And it's good. Like, I feel like I have a lot of options open and I'm still employed at this stage, which is quite nice. But it is sort of like you do sort of wonder what could have been. But there's still a lot of time left. You can still always do other things in
3: general. Yeah, there's a lot of time for us, but yeah. not for Karen. Did, uh,
2: did Did both of you do something related to software, right? Because that's kind of the feeling, no?
3: Just me. Um, just you, okay. Well, sort of. Like, I guess I'm coming into it now, aren't I? So, like, the UK is, kind of, is different. So, to apply to a UK university as a UK student, you're limited to five choices. So, you can only apply to five universities in the country. And certain universities and courses will have restrictions. So, you can't do medicine if you don't do biology and chemistry. You make that decision when you're 16. So when you're 16, really, that's that is when you decide what I want to do in university if I plan to go to university. I mean, you can. There are other ways to become like a medical doctor, but most universities won't accept you without chemistry and biology. So you make that decision a much younger, much more immature age. But you know, I was so keen from the age around seven or eight say 10 definitely latest when I wanted to do PPE and my life path was already set on that route but I didn't get into the university I wanted so it went somewhere nice but yeah the UK's philosophy politics economics
0: yeah so you have completely different just uh giving that context to the
3: listeners yeah (laughs) I was gonna say you guys went to a school with a thousand kids per year Right, as yeah. you call it, class, yep. right? Yeah, like that, that's something I can't comprehend. Like, how many like Indians oh. would have your school then? Like, so we or had Desi. a whole
1: Indian club, yeah, we had a whole <laughs> Indian club,
3: and so
1: we would have annual, like, so when India has Republic Night, we would have an annual show which was going on for like years before Herschel and I even got to high school. So maybe since I was like in elementary school, somebody you know started that show up, and so every year it would happen there's a lot. And now, you know, I have younger cousins that are in the school and they're saying there's more, more and more needs coming in, but it's, yeah, it's crazy. I think the craziest thing was like, I remember telling the story to pretty much everyone that's like, how is, how is it going to a school or having a graduating class of a thousand kids? It's like when we're graduating, I didn't even recognize three quarters of the names that were being announced during graduation (laughs) because I had never heard these people. I was like, I didn't even know you went to this school. Like,
3: I was going to say wedding preparations. Then, right when you get to in- introduce everyone at the wedding. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I didn't know I sent you an invite <laughs> to my own wedding. I'm just thinking, like, the number of like South Asians in my entire school, probably less than ten. And then yeah, Karen? we
1: we had probably zero zero. <laughs> I had
3: zero. Yeah,
1: we, I think we had maybe couple hundred maybe maybe two a hundred uh, i would say maybe about a hundred makes sense maybe less
3: but what well, in your entire school like no, no no
1: uh per class i mean okay let's i don't i wouldn't be able to give you an exact number but i would say probably around let's go with like yeah around a 100 maybe more because i know a lot of the indians that were in the school would participate in these in these clubs and activities and then you'd always have those people who are like anti-indian indian where they're just like hanging with the white crowd which
0: is <laughs> so? What are the common trends among like high school Indian people? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm old as fuck. Hanik's old as fuck. Like, fuck what, you. what are the trends that you get in high school? And because uh, I haven't had that experience, I'm actually genuinely curious. Like, do you guys do cricket or stuff like that in the states? Well, or
2: you guys can't be that much older than us. If you don't mind uh, I'm not, asking,
0: I'm 29, so
2: I'm not 26. that okay. Yeah. yeah, so you're not, yeah,
0: no, not but that like, far off. <laughs> yeah, so I met that in like uh, the context of because I didn't have that growing up, so even when I went to college, and there are a lot more Indian people there, like, I went to a pretty like uh, diverse college, but I just didn't really know how to react because you know, it was like people are talking about Bollywood and cricket, so it's just like I don't know any of this. shit. So, you guys had that. I I can
1: give you my experience. So, I know in middle school, it was like not like that for me. I know I was mainly just hanging with, like, I I think there was like a time where this happens for a lot of kids. I I feel like where it's just like if you go to a school where there are Indians, there's part of your life where you're just like, all right, I'm just going to try to fit in with, or, and, or, you know, how you have go through phases where you're like, I'm going to try to be a cool kid or do whatever it is went through that phase in, in middle school and then got to high school and realized how many Indians there are. I don't know, kind of started to get involved just because they, it was there. It gave me an opportunity to learn about the culture and stuff. But, I mean, in, at that point in high school, I don't know, compared to now, things are probably very different. But I know it was like, it, it was like, it was silly. I mean, you would be choreographing dances and all that stuff to perform at these like, like at these events and all that.
3: That's um,
1: Yeah, that you'd have obviously your your drama with your parents of going out with friends and all that stuff so but it's definitely an interesting time in everyone's life here
3: it's very different to what i had to experience so yeah yeah i was in a boarding school like, so for me surrounded by every other nationality no other south asians in the boarding house but we did have a choreographed well a semi choreographed dance for one of my uh, re videos so we produced videos and we put J ho as one of the video, as the song in the background. And the it was most like, cliche. <laughs> hey, we had fun. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, no, it's it's awesome.
0: What but, about you, Harshal? Were there like any common Indian trends that you were part of, I guess, back in the, the I, high school days?
2: Just, for me, it was more of just, I was solo. Like, Urban did the clubs, and like, from what he told you, was more of like he was, because he joined the club and he was part of it. Uh-huh. And he was also into dancing a, a little bit, but I was just more of like, I just make friends with people that I saw around, like I didn't really, yeah. but there was that crew of Indian kids and crew of, like, there was just a whole lot of people. There, there was like a crew of, you know, just Indian Americans who, who, yeah. who were essentially either raised here or who were just, you know, just here for a while. And then there was the kids that were really new to America, like they just got here maybe a year ago, and they would all, like, click together because they could, you know, talk about things. It's just more relatable to them. But I was just there. Like, I, I didn't really... I felt like I made pretty good for, like, good ranger friends who I still reach out to till this day. Like, if they're in town, like, maybe, like, you know, we'll, we'll still get coffee. But, yeah, I don't really have found memories of, like, high school being anything like... It's, it was just is it, it is what it was like i didn't i don't really have anything interesting that happened yeah like we did when i did like volunteering projects and things like that but that was within our friends like yeah and nothing like yeah so but that that's about it i was pretty i was just free freelancing my way through sure, <laughs> yeah, all like- four years
0: if you're in a homeroom, you're going to make friends with the people in your homeroom. Yeah. People from in other homerooms
1: in general. Yeah. That's we usually- literally had two homerooms full of Patels and, and other <laughs> Indian people. So think about that for a second. <laughs> Here's a funny story, actually. We, this is kind of messed up, but we had homeroom teachers sometimes where if we didn't like them, you'd be cursing at them in Indian. And everybody in the room that's a Patel understands it or is Gujarati or Hindu or whatever understands these curse words, but the teacher doesn't. A lot of disrespect, but there were so many people that used to do it in our in our classrooms and all that stuff.
0: Pretty. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that happens in like uh, other cultures, that there's like a primarily Spanish yeah. Latino community, but I don't know. <laughs> it's yeah. just um, funny because it's just thought to be so like, straight-edged in general. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, this is just from our perspective, but um, but there was also like Spanish crowd. There's like there because there were so many kids that yeah. there was all sorts of race and like we were, we're all just together, but we won't really know each other or we won't really like cross paths to say. But they had their own homerooms. We had our own homerooms. Like it was just you know,
0: did like people purposely like self-segregate or was that because? Well, and I don't that was that school, last... it's just like.
2: Last names and
1: stuff like that. Last names. Yeah. Yeah,
0: Last names.
2: Yep. South Asians are more like you could like segregate them because the last names are so like similar, but maybe like South Americans, you can't really do that. So maybe like they're like sparse up like a bit, but like we were easily clumped in together because of our last names.
1: That makes sense. I wonder how much of an impact that played on the friends that you made because that happened from when we were in like eighth or ninth, seventh or eighth grade, you know? We were in homerooms or, or periods yeah. where we would just be stuck with other kids with the same last name as us, which means, Hanuk, someone like you might not be in with a group of Indian people.
3: Well, like, Kutecha is a very common Gujarati surname. Really, not because here. I, yeah, not here.
2: <laughs> and and we live in a in not, primarily not in Indian my, town.
3: <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, town sucks.
2: <laughs> Cheers man Cheers. It could be I mean I don't disagree start. with
3: that. That, that That's made me think You had all these like, Desi kids, you had all these Spanish kids And you know you're talking about your decision making Did you guys You seemed to be left alone By yourselves and It seems like you had like no role models Because clearly you were just swearing at teachers So clearly there was a lack of role
2: models <laughs> <laughs> so
3: i was just wondering like when i like, not just when making decisions but like who did you guys look up to in that school like would you look up to the uh, older desi kids or is it to like a famous person or is it like you looked more towards your family because you also had all that opportunity to see what who the spanish kids were talking about for example or i presume you have italians i i don't know like, whoever like did you have that sense of like role model ability or like be able to pick and choose. I think that's a good question.
1: I I don't know. I mean, it, internally, I mean I I don't think I really had like somebody that I looked up to. I mean, it would mainly be at home, right? Like y- you'd be coming home trying to do the work or trying to, you cuz your parents are usually pretty loud in your ear at that age, right? Trying to tell you what to do, trying to get you to do things. So, I wouldn't necessarily say I had like a real role model that I was like, "Alright, you know, I want to shape my career, or shape my life around or try to be inspired by this person, mainly because I I, honestly, I don't think I ever took the time to do that. Right. I don't think I ever at that age, I wasn't very, it was never very bright, (laughs) but I don't think at that age I ever like took the time to say, all right, let me try to find somebody like that. I can kind of be inspired by somebody as a role model that I, that I look up to. Um, I mean, if anybody, for me, I think it was my dad, right. Seeing him and the, the cliche um, struggle story that every Indian parents faces. I think it was, like that you know kind of helped drive a little bit that hey you know they're spending money they're spending time behind my education and so I have to go to college type of thing and get a degree but I don't think I was I until you know very recently and I guess this kind of goes back to the topic of like not knowing what you wanted to do right like at that age I had no idea what I wanted to do so it was hard to find somebody to look up to because I myself didn't know what I wanted to do. So, yeah, I mean, I, I would say for me, it was my dad uh, just kind of watching him work, work ethic wise as a role model. That makes sense.
2: Yeah, does make sense. Yeah. yeah. And I was just caught up in the day to day, like, you know, that cycle of just like every kid just waking up, doing your homework, going to school. Like, I didn't really think much of anything. So I just just took it like I'd never cared about, like, to look up like to even find somebody to like maybe hey i should maybe start pulling thoughts and like you know just start modeling after or look up to someone like that was never really a a thing that i really thought of or wanted to even try i was just living like all three years were just like like i said earlier i just went through them because eh, i mean had to like it just flew by and i didn't really question it i wasn't really i was just too young to even like really, you know, care about any of that stuff, and I didn't want to. I guess in a way, uh, otherwise I would have found a way to like read books or like I I would have done something. So I was very like normal in that way. Like I didn't really do much. I just wake like you know, just I basically just do what I was told. Like hey, do your homework, uh, yeah. and that's cool. Like hey, uh, there's a <laughs> test coming up, all right, so you better like perform well just that same shit again and again for three years, basically.
3: I assume the same for you, Karen. I mean, so this
0: is actually a thought that I've been thinking for a little bit. I think if you're not super athletic or because athletes when you're at that age are usually the prototypical role models for anybody from a background. You know, they have the media gives them, you hear about LeBron James, like single mother, you know, homeless for a little bit. You hear about various other athletes like in the NFL hearing some of their struggles. Athletes can look up towards that. And when you're in high school, you're a bit more focused on the athletes. And maybe for women it's different because uh, we're seeing so many outstanding men figures. But if you're just sort of like an average guy Or girl. Let's let's or,
2: or or girl. All right. <laughs>
0: yeah. Or girl. <laughs>
2: okay, I just jumped. All right, I right. guess. You out, South,
0: yeah. Even South Asians. Like who, who are we supposed to look up to? I guess now there's like Hasan Menage and stuff like that. But yeah, who are we supposed now, to look up to? You just have every parents and that's it. Right.
1: Now now it's actually present, right? Now yeah. we're present in culture and, and in mainstream media and, and people know, right? And people understand. But I I feel like back then we did everything, or at least in my pers from my perspective, we did everything to almost hide our culture, right? Because it was a lot and a lot of people did this where it was like you weren't necessarily openly representing your culture because people weren't ready to accept it. But now that it's out in mainstream media, and there's there's actually icons that are promoting it now. It's now it's kind of like changed. I think.
0: Yeah, and I mean, once again, to college and undergrad, you have more role models to look up to because you sort of know what you're doing a little bit more. (laughs) It's like you can look at a scientist or somebody who's changing the world in that regard. But when you're like high school or middle school, like you just have the parents and athletes. I think for the most part are actors and actresses. It's just like, is that realistic?
2: Yeah, I. I like your thought process on that because it makes sense because they're already athletes, like they're already playing football, they're practicing, right? So maybe like when they go home or during the weekends, they look up, like it gives them an avenue of like sparking ideas. Like I should maybe look up to LeBron James, or I should maybe look up to this quarterback or this tight end, or or, or like, you know, like this is what I should be doing, um, following who they want to like basically Follow, but most regular people who are just on the sideline on the benches watching them they're just like they're not maybe given enough for that spark to occur if you're in people, theater, then you're going to look up to like you, you're you going to naturally gear towards somebody who you want to imitate or mimic or model your craft after or even but just look, like, look like
0: you look
2: like you know. yeah, yeah exactly like <laughs> yeah. even if you're dumb and young like yeah i want to be like that, that person i mean i'm gonna do whatever it takes to be that person but if you're never given that person or that spark to even initiate that thought process then yeah you're just going to be average and you're just going to go along with the flow basically until something happens
1: in your Although life I wonder that, if, like makes you go i wonder if that's our experiences right and then i wonder if things are different now with high school students with social media being around so much like having the presence of being able to follow somebody and see their life.
2: That's a game changer. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't have much yeah. know, thought in that, like, or experience to even, I don't know. Yeah, I guess, because then everyone is like, basically, in like, you could see your friends, you, you could see the most quietest person in your class or in the hallway, but then they're probably like, a like just a whole different personality on social media. Like they're on yeah. TikTok and they're like, oh yeah, look at, like, look at me, like I could, lip-sync yeah. my way into like making funny yeah. videos yeah. and it's like all right well you walk around here like so shy and quiet but after school you're this crazy person
3: all the people i used to look up to were cricket players exactly
2: <laughs> <Athletes>. <laughs> and they look like you, like you.
3: <laughs> and also a sport i really really like as well it's like i at least skip school for this sport so
0: and, yeah, it's probably even tougher for women. Like, it's, there aren't, unfortunately, there are, like, uh, many prominent women sports leagues, and hopefully that's going to change. But, anyways, I feel like a little bit out of my home in, in that regard, because we're four guys talking about it at this stage. But, <laughs> like, I guess now, I don't even know if I have a, a role model now. It's like, you know, I'm already old. <laughs> I'm already an adult. I have my own perception of myself. I really need to feel like I need to model myself after anybody but I, I do think you're probably right. I think Hassan Minaj and Kumail and Lily Singh and all these people are definitely uh, probably making impact. I don't know. They're not just yeah. some like poll or something.
3: i was gonna say, what about uh, what's the CEO of Google and all no, these like
1: CEOs? Sundar Pichai, Satya all these people. Yeah, yeah, but they're all Indian or
3: like South Asian yeah. background.
0: Yeah, you, you don't care. Maybe if you're like in business school when you're an undergrad or college. Then you'll start caring about new young. It's
3: like. Well, but, and there was the lady Indra Nooyi, who was the head of PepsiCo.
1: Pepsi, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah,
3: I knew about her growing up, and like my parents would point to her like, being successful. But well, I guess I always found a role, a role model, so I'm a bit different here. But, you know, there are more prominent people in business as well, in arts and literature, and just beyond cricket and badminton. Okay, give us an
0: example of somebody in arts and literature that I've heard
3: of. That you've heard I don't know who you don't read. Like I Ruby read. Cor. Ruby. I mean, uh,
1: I'm just throwing that name out there. I'm
0: sorry. Yeah,
3: that's the know.
1: first thing that came to my mind. <laughs> okay, okay. When, when Michael, you're little,
0: you don't care about that. Yeah. Or even no, that's when exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, and
1: I and I agree with that. But I think I think that yeah. people hopping on social media now is hop, like helping like identify role models much easier.
3: I'm going to say Aaron Theroy. D- no you like just blank faces looking back at me at these <laughs> like pretty teenager I think you just had a, like a much
0: more diverse experience than us we've yeah. always been in the States you've been in Dubai, you've
3: been in South Africa, you've been in London you've been in <laughs> India what about Vikram Seth? no blank faces, blank faces Right. let's just move on <laughs> <laughs> like clearly I feel I read too much all of a sudden
1: I actually just got a reading very recently again
3: after a long time. So what about Nikki Haley? There you go, that's an American name you guys all know.
0: She only became popular maybe like three or four years ago. Popular. Yeah. Popular
3: yes, yeah. popular inverted conflict I mean, people.
0: What politician <laughs> after like Elizabeth Thorne and Bernie Sanders would young people want to be like? Or I don't know, if it was a conservative replicate, I don't know, like Ben Shapiro, something like that. Yeah. Nobody wants to be a politician when they're young.
3: Excuse me, like that was my dream, and is still part of my dream. Yeah, it's still a dream. It's Like I don't
2: know. I do have a question. Like, you said that you went to a boarding school, yeah. Right? Like, were your peers also like that? Like, they they, they had someone that they look up to, or or like, were you all in the same sort of like thinking pattern? Like, like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, if you like, if you were into reading, were your friends were also in a similar uh, boat.
3: Okay, so we're all into Counter-Strike, I can tell you that much. Um, <laughs> because we could get 20v20s, but it was more like in the boarding house, because it's such a diverse group of people, there's always someone you could find at the same time who's interested in a topic. So, you know, my friend Harry is really big into his reading. He's far more into it than I am. And we also like playing Age of Empires together, for example. Or I can go with Adil, and Adil and I will go play football. And, you know, every time we do a lob pass, we'll shout out while he tries to do a header, because Zlatan Ibrahimovic. So in the boarding house, you can always find someone who is similar. Like, if you want to play Meijong, there was a Meijong group to play in the house. If you wanted to cook noodles and Chinese food at 3 o'clock in the morning to watch Taiwanese films, that never happened officially. So, yes, that was around... So, in the boarding house, we had, I guess, we were also quite pushed, like in the sense that, you know, if you weren't doing well in class, you know, your housemaster would sit down and chat to you. Or if you went, when you went to parent teacher night, instead of your parents coming and flying abroad, what would happen is you would have probably two people or two of your housemates with you and sit next to you while you get told what's going wrong with your class, what's going right. And so you always have that accountability. And because you also uh, always had until your last year someone above you, like in the house, someone in charge, you always had that like semi role model or someone like whose work ethic you can copy and follow. So it's, a, it's different in that sense. So I guess I've always had a role model because I've always dreamed big, but that's, I guess, that's more personal. But there's always an opportunity to like plan or copy someone in that sense in a more academic style
2: takeaway notes your education system is way better ours is shit and i was dumb Uh, (laughs) i i don't know about way better i
3: don't know about way better i just think that's just more the privilege of going to boarding school than the education system yeah so i could
1: actually i know someone that's had a very similar experience here there's essentially boarding schools here as well of a similar nature but there's uh, i know there's a high school in north carolina that's called science and math but it's essentially a similar concept where you go and i know um I Have a friend whose little brother goes there, and basically, like you were saying, the role model aspect of it, where they can look up to somebody that's above them. um they actually get peer like matched or whatever it is, where they're able to kind of talk to and get advice from people above them. and they have a strong, which is like insane, that they have a very strong alumni network, like at, for a high school, you know, like they have they have scientists like in NASA that will like literally call in into this high school and and kind of provide some sort of role model. But I mean, you know, we don't have the luxury of having that in a public high school system, right? Like, that's, that's I guess, the benefits of, of having that type of school.
3: Yeah, so I think that's more a special case than the general case. So talk about, like, who role models would be. But I'm just curious, what do you guys think, like, as you said, like, there was a point of your life where you shunned your Desi culture. So would you say that's, like, a stage of becoming a modern Desi person or, like, a modern Desi guy, in your sense, or girl? I think it depends. I don't know. I mean,
1: I don't know about gen- the generation now, because from what I'm seeing, like, you know, with my sis- my little sister and my little cousins, it's like they've kind of accepted it from the very beginning. But when I was younger, I know for me, it was like no one, yeah, no one, like, knew about it. And so I just got rid of that part of my life. Like, I was like, oh, yeah, you know, I don't want to take Indian food to lunch for lunch because of the way it smells. And I think that's <laughs> become – I don't know if it's still the case <laughs> – but i think it's become more acceptable right people are more less judgmental and more accepting towards other cultures now because they understand it or they're trying to understand it i think but back then i was like yeah no i'm not taking indian food like i'm going to make sure i stay in my room if my mom's cooking in the morning before i go to school because i don't want to smell like curry like there was there was there was a lot you know and i think i i don't know if i'm speaking on behalf of other kids but i know i had a very similar or i had that type of experience where it was like it, there was part there was not um part of my life where, where I went through that phase where it was like, I don't feel comfortable, you know, uh, doing this, you know, or like eating, taking Indian food or whatever it is. But I think as I got to high school and surrounded myself with like-minded people that were, um, more, you know, that were Indian and that learned how to, I think we all collectively learned how to start to promote our own culture, um, amongst us. But I think being surrounded by like middle school was like mainly had white friends and, and very few Indian ones. So I think that kind of, that part of me, I, I was like, all right, let me push away my Indian side.
3: I was going to um, say, the, the food, like, I don't want Indian food for lunch, just like Karen, Like, what is it with you guys?
0: <laughs> I mean, to be fair, it wasn't because of the smell. I never really cared about smell. It's because I didn't like to eat it.
1: <laughs> so, oh, I'm the complete opposite. I, I love to eat it. I just I just didn't take it because of the things that people would say. I guess that's just that, that was just the way yeah, I was I that's, always yeah. thought a lot about what others said and so oh, yeah. that right, was my yeah. yeah that was my biggest reasoning i was like i'm just not gonna take this but I, I love indian food like i come home and eat it all night you know or all day um but yeah not at school yeah not at school and, no, I I like, not in middle school that's it. in high school I, i've yeah. taken it before, so
2: yeah i feel like when we were in school like indian restaurants were also not as big part of the culture like there weren't that many around town like, it wasn't, like, people weren't into, like, Chinese takeout was, like, all right, that was established in Bay, but our food wasn't around, so if their parents didn't do takeout or didn't go to the restaurants, the kids wouldn't know either, so I feel like they were just being kids, like, kids are assholes and idiots anyways, like, when when we're young, so it's, like, we're, we don't, I mean, you know, it's, like, if you, if they don't know something, they'll start to just, like, So if they, they don't really care Uh, and they'll just be like, Hey, what is this? What is that? I'm sure things are different now, but I was in the same boat, like in elementary school, I didn't want to do anything with it in middle school. Like it was just a year or two later. Um, I was, and then I went back to my own, like my, like I went back to in, in like a phase where I just was just like, okay, well, I don't really know what to do. So that was more of a confusion period. It was just, I was just there, but I still didn't at that point take a lot of our food to school. And then in, like, high high in the high school, I was like, okay, all right, I'm more open to it. And then, yeah, like, similar story to Theropon, um, but, like, point being, I get it. Like, I get why times are different. And it just was not, like, the kids didn't know any better in a way.
3: Yeah, I'm just... Thinking when my grandmother would send me samosas, everyone was my best friend.
0: <laughs> really? When I was there, I was always jealous, like, you know, other people would get Lunchables. I thought Lunchables was like the greatest shit ever. Dude, same. Same. <laughs> the I was so
1: jealous. And... I was so jealous of people that brought Lunchables. <laughs> <laughs> I know, like, the
0: Lunchables, like, I think it was a new phenomenon in the 90s. Lunchables pizza. Like, I remember thanking yeah. my mom for getting Lunchables pizza. And then, uh, Marketing you know, game
2: was strong back yeah. there, yeah.
0: Right. Yeah. And, then just, and
2: the snack s- 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 companies, exactly. the
1: Smucker's, um, the the peanut butter and jelly sandwich that's like enclosed as well. I know a bunch of people used to bring those.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's like you know you're gonna eat what everybody else is eating, there's <laughs> <laughs> <It's, laughs> yeah. just not that many yeah. people, relatively speaking, in because the U.S. is just such a big country. <laughs> I mean, once you
2: got to high school it's better because there's more Indian
0: people,
1: but I mean it's in, it's in just
2: like, different. Yeah, and I feel like in, in um England it probably is a different like feel like yeah. Indian food is more like I mean yeah, it's, like the know, it's it's take-out. like a Chinese of like yeah, like the just- Chinese takeout and everyone knows over there it's probably Indian and it's just like, hey, everyone's like on board with this and it's been a because I don't know, don't I mean you could correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like because the South Asians have been there for such a long time, it's, like, well-integrated into, like, the culture. It, right? Like, uh, what's uh, your take on it?
3: I was going to say, Indian food is like the Mexican of the U.S. here. It's, oh. that, it's that ubiquitous. Everyone has Indian food at home. Yeah, so A lot of people <laughs> cook it, or you go to a takeout and get Indian food. And, uh, and these Indian restaurants are, you know, they don't even do these... Um, just eat or deliver or whatever, you call them up and they just you order in and you pick up like that ubiquitous that, you know, they'll know you by your first name. Everyone has like one within, you know, 10 minute drive. Yeah. Wow.
1: Yeah. I'm sure that's helped promote culture a lot, you know, especially at least with people, maybe, I don't know about culture, but acceptance, right. Cause it's, it's readily available versus here. It, it just became a thing and it's not even there yet. That's the level of, of where the UK is.
3: I mean it's just good food That's- yeah. <laughs> but you know but you have to be willing to
1: accept that good food right where here i don't think enough people accepted it but now it's starting to become mainstream and people are starting to realize oh you know yeah shit, it's, again it's really and i
0: good. think that social media has helped immensely you can take pictures yeah. of it everybody can see go to in different restaurants everybody can see before you just go by and tell about like, oh maybe i'll check that out but having the visual evidence right in front of your face uh really helps you understand and uh taking the perspective it's like before oh man I, I found this really good uh restaurant downtown it's just like okay whatever <laughs> maybe i'll go yeah. one day and then i'll forget yeah. about it. 10, 10 seconds later but when it's in a picture it's there forever
2: or or like when you're young you just do what your parents do normally and now like you get to go on yelp or social um instagram and look at like it's like in front of their faces and they keep scrolling constantly so they I feel like it will be more like hey mom dad we should definitely try this this looks cool that would be amazing if that happens I don't know it's just my theory but oh. I feel like that door would open now like the possibility of that of things like that happening
3: I was going to say well, if, if you are scrolling through a social media feed what's your favorite food to come across Like, well, what I'm asking is like what's your favorite food <laughs> like, and let's
1: like, yeah. let's let's be specific like let's start with indian food first i mean for me it's it's definitely punjabi food i mean it it like nice paneer tikka masala I, I'm, it's basic but it's it's good dude if you can find a right restaurant having that food it's it's perfect
2: i am normally game for all street food i don't really se like i don't have a favorite of like i don't like punjabi food's good um that's also like the staple that like, everyone knows of what that is. Yeah. But yeah. for me, instant attention grabber and like I'm down to try it because it may be a different variation at different places would be the street food. If you tell me, hey, these people are doing this take, but they put their twist on it. Okay, I'll go there. I'll try it. It's just a little thing of mind that like, I'm always down for that. It doesn't matter what kind of food.
3: I don't know, like it wasn't the answers I was thinking, <laughs> like, I was thinking like I got this dish, has to be like made this way, but you guys are far more Oh you're open. Looking for... yeah,
2: no.
3: You're far more open and relaxed and casual <laughs> about it.
1: Dude, I love all Indian food, to be honest. I don't think we can go wrong with Indian food. It's it's pretty hard to do.
3: Yeah, I disagree.
1: Indian suits are
0: not
3: that good. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, yeah.
2: I was listening to this episode. Uh I'm with um Hanukkah on this one. Kaju you've never had that? I've had it you now. Had it's the
0: corner corner. Thing was, uh, <laughs> I, It doesn't compare with Western. I, I think I've fully made up my mind on that.
3: Look, uh, okay. Okay, look, Karen, have a kaj- have a break, have a Kajukat. All right. It's as simple as that. Let me scrap on
0: to my local Indian star that's totally near me. I
3: live. <laughs> you can just make it. It's so easy to make as well.
0: Yeah, Let me just make a dessert that I won't just binge eat regardless. <laughs> i by myself. Like, I don't uh, make that much outside. I,
2: my... I will give you though, it, it's so dairy heavy. Like, it's just like. No, to it's a certain good. Extent, I get it's it, good. but. Amazing. I it's just a... prefer
0: Western foods because mm. there's more difference, I think, in my opinion. What kind?
2: what's your favorite
0: oh i like you know ice cream and uh tiramisu and uh, there's just so much variety like ice cream itself you have like 800,000 flavors and then you know if i ever get bored concha it's kind of all the same thing <laughs> yeah but it's then
1: good. indian sweets there's like there's like 50 million different types of sweets yeah they're all just sugar and Milk
2: <laughs> Cream and dairy, I mean, just like all the sweets in the world. You don't
0: like mixed chocolate sugar, or you don't uh, milk, you know, different essences and stuff like that
3: in there. I was going to say, your ice cream could be cool, fi I've said this before, you know, it's the same it's thing.
0: It's not the same, it's like fi is <laughs> like water-crystally, that's weird, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just uh, incredibly biased, I guess,
3: since this is the only life I've known. There's nothing wrong with bias, as long as you choose the correct size. <laughs> so, there's something it, huh? Same. Uh, yeah. so clearly you guys are big fans of your Indian food, but you know, do you think there's an underrated dish maybe instead of favorite, something you think people should try a bit more like if you had to t-
0: what's, t- what's t- the hidden belly what do they make?' Cause, like these guys aren't like professional chefs or anything, so it just be like I want to know like what with the dishes in philly like these guys all got oh stars. like
1: like favorite food wise in philly there's okay so i'm gonna give this restaurant a shout out there's this cool restaurant you gotta try if you come here it's called little sicily but they basically took a twist on uh, it's it's it was an italian it's like an italian like just regular italian place that's just a pizzeria like it was just a
2: pizzeria just just a regular like ordinary pizzeria Yeah,
1: and then the owners were Indian, and they decided to create this, like, side menu for, like, people that came in, I guess, friends and family. And it ended up turning into, like, the biggest thing ever. And now everybody (laughs) that comes to, like, the Philly area, like, pretty much always goes there. So it's... The concept is they just took, like, different, different items and made it into, like, an Indian style. So, like, they'll have, like, a Bombay Club sandwich. Then they'll have an Indian-style chicken cheesesteak. They have, like, an egg burji cheesesteak. Um, so it's it's pretty cool. Uh, they got like masala fries. They got masala cheese. Uh, See, so I would is, definitely this recommend is the good that. Stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like it's like the blend of 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 American and Indian. I know Herschel's got like some criticisms about it in terms of like flavor, but um, I think mainly it's it's I think it's pretty good um, to try out.
2: Absolutely, like that. That's one of the spots you should definitely try. Um, I'm not. Yeah, like on the uh, on the same pages you on that one um especially for like visitors i feel like i'm i may be picking it apart because we live here but yeah. for anyone trying it definitely like it's a good spot. that's true yeah yeah all right
0: I'll have to go there i haven't ever actually been to philly i've been to mm-hmm. near near delaware i guess i, I don't know i don't know minecaster <laughs> <It's laughs> minecaster near fnf so oh, nice
3: I don't know what you mean. It's in Delaware. It's in the north of England.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have our own Lancaster here, too.
3: But but it's in the south.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: I was so excited because I was looking at our stats one day and I saw somebody from my hometown, but then it was in England. I was like, oh, man, that sucks. <laughs> oh, gee. oh, gee. We just ripped off all the English town names. All right, guys. Uh, I think uh, probably going to wrap it up. <laughs> I think uh, it's,
3: on the call for quite a while now yeah
0: yeah so any last shout outs or anything you want to do before uh
3: head off plug your own social media yeah no i'm good
1: (laughs) (laughs) i don't have social media
2: so yeah i'm good too Uh,
1: thanks for having
2: us i do have a facebook but i don't use it. instagram don't really have it snapchat yeah. <laughs> plug your snapchat i do use that yeah i do I, i'm a snap user only among like my close friends who i actually see yeah but yeah. um yeah yeah like i'm not much of a sh- sh- social media person
0: no it's good to get some normal people on from the states who have similar experiences uh, actually a different one because i went to a private school so having the public school experience was uh interesting to say the least <laughs>
3: what about you on yeah. well It's been fantastic to have you guys on. I can't I I cannot I'm really struggling to think of a school in the US having celebrations for National Day in India. It's like I didn't. it
1: happens, man. Believe it.
3: As well as I need to go to a restaurant called Little Sicily. Yes. In Philadelphia to get masala fries,
2: right? Yep. (laughs) Yep.
1: (laughs) Like the most contrary things, but yeah, that's true. It's accurate.
3: thank you so much for coming on if you don't have yes. it don't forget to obviously for our listeners to review and send feedback again
0: yeah if you have any other similar stories about growing up in school and stuff email us at shiningshow@gmail.com because we're old fucks now and we want to hear what? what everybody else is
3: saying <laughs> all right
1: cool so you- thanks for having us
3: all right so we'll catch you guys in the next one <laughs> bye